ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Uh, I love having this gentleman on the show. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. I met him, thank via Charles Hugh Smith because of his blog, and uh, we've become very good friends. And so, big shout out to Charles Hugh Smith. But I've decided because I like talking to this man so much that every time he comes on, like I think reoccurring guests, my new thing is to like name that show if it's if it's a reoccurring guest I really like talking to. Like I got to do something with my buddy Greg Burns, but um, I think for us. I think it's going to be called the Sample Hour Talking Shit with Damon Bingman. <laughs> talking shit. What do you think? <laughs> I like it actually. Talking shit with Damon Bingman. It's it's better than uh, uh, Charles Hugh Smith's bitches. Charles Hugh Smith's <laughs> bitches. <laughs> bitches. <laughs> now, I've had some good guests on. I've had you. I've had Fred, and I've had Tim. Like Tim's coming back to visit here soon. Um, we'll have to get with Tim. Oh, yeah. Tim Keefe. Um, but yeah, so. Wanted to have you on the last time you and I, we always talk and I'm like, man, we should record this. But recently, a couple of weeks ago, we were hanging out and you, we went and got dinner. And the biggest thing that we were both saying is there could be a race war coming, man. Yeah. I'm hoping it's avoidable, but let's, let's get into it, man. Let's, uh, let's get, let's get the thoughts of Dave and being. Well, man. first, first we should do the disclaimer. Like, uh, um, we're going to talk about race wars. Yeah. It's going to get dark. Uh, children should not be listening to this episode. That's right. Uh, people who have high anxiety levels uh, should might want to take a pass on this one, but definitely children. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. Hit stop now. Hit stop <laughs> Don't now. let children listen to this. This is going to get dark. Don't let your kids listen, homeschoolers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Race wars and um, the uh, erosion of civil society in America. That's what we're going to talk about. All okay. Right. So yeah. you see an erosion of civil society going on. It's um, there are many different uh, ways of looking at it, uh, and America is uh, tearing apart at the seams. Uh, you can look at it financially. We have twenty-one trillion in debt. At some point, um, at some point, the punch bowl will have to be taken away, and the party will be over. Uh, you, you look at race relations in America, everything is racial now. Every last topic has some racial component that gets brought up by someone. Um, well, what else? The infrastructure appears to be crumbling around us. Does it not? We just had uh, Seattle or whatever, the train <laughs> going off the tracks. Uh, and, and those were supposed to be brand new tracks. Uh, so maybe it was maybe it was sabotage, which brings us to which brings us back to um, a variety of groups that exist in society, whether they're political or religious or, uh, you know, racial or whatever. Uh, there are lots of people openly advocating uh, violence against other groups of people. And um, the shit is hitting the fan and America is not doing too well right now. But I did see that. uh Last weekend, I was watching the news. I was in Louisa, Kentucky, where everybody thinks Trump's a moron, but they really like the fact that the coal mines are opening back up because nobody seems to work for natural gas companies down there. They only work for coal mines, and their their cost of electricity went through the the roof in comparison to what they were paying for with coal. Like it was always dirt cheap there. Yeah, but their flat tax. So they're all happy, and then I saw that uh, unemployment is at a is a what is it like a 
an all-time low for the past decade. Um, Donald Trump's creating jobs. So are, is is this the same inflated numbers that we saw with Barack Obama, George W. Bush? I'm I'm assuming it would have to be. I haven't looked into it, but have you have you looked into any of this at all? I mean, but because that's what that's what that's what the news is 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 reporting. Well, at least the news that doesn't hate Donald Trump is reporting the facts and obviously Donald Trump's from donaldtrump.com. I'm sure he's reporting his own from Trump TV, his own <laughs> presidential propaganda of how awesome he is. Um, so, I mean, so I don't, I don't know much about these jobs, but I, I can only imagine that they have to be inflated. I, I think we're, we're going away from that style of an economy. Like you and I, we're, we've both unjobbed and you were self-employed already. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I'm not sure what what how many grains of salt are to these jobs or to this, but that's a good sign. Um, and I and I'm only saying this to try to 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 to, to present it and uh, like a different voice. Um, you know, I, things things look pretty good around here in Columbus, Ohio, but we are an exception, as you and I have both agreed yeah. upon. Um, the state of Ohio, Cincinnati, and Cleveland are looking good. Uh, Toledo is still a shithole and Dayton Dayton's kind of on the rise. They're embracing, they're embracing microbreweries and local community. Um, so, I mean, I think, you know, so, but you know, our, our roads are good here in Ohio, but we also have a lot of shale oil. Shale oil helps the state out quite a bit. It made a lot of money back from when it took that mm -hmm. dip and Strickland drained most of our emergency fund. And John Kasich was lucky enough to, served during the boom of shale oil um you know so everything seems i mean energy prices are going down with uh with with the new direct or the decentralized plans where we can choose our energy plans so what's what's wrong i mean shouldn't we be happy i mean things are getting cheaper gasoline is is inexpensive we could go fill up for a dollar something over at that speedway <laughs> i mean what what should we be worried about um yeah it uh, the economy does appear to be uh improving uh under trump and and it's and and if the economy is reflected in stock market valuations then that's definitely the case oh the stock market's at an all-time high yeah yeah I forgot that. What is it? Four new highs since since Trump Man, was inaugurated. I tell you what, <laughs> it has everything to do with Donald Trump too. I'm sure of it. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, the Dow. Oh, it's actually down today. The Dow is at twenty four seven seven twenty four thousand seven hundred seventy seven dot four seven. Oh, it just went up. Oh no, it went down even more. And then the Nasdaq's down, but it's still well above twenty thousand. Nasdaq is close to seven thousand. Um. So, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Well, that's again. very no. It's a, and, and today's date is December nineteenth. I'm sure the uh, fifty percent of Americans that don't participate in the stock market uh, don't give a flying fuck about how the stock market does. I don't. And um, yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm not participating in the stock market, and I'm no. a. You know, I've I've got a stockbroker license, and I don't participate in the stock market. <laughs> like, um. Yeah, I guess, um, you know, in my mind with Donald Trump, uh, he has one job in my mind. And I, I supported him from the day he announced. Uh, it, it's sort of clarified into one job since he's been inaugurated, and that is to go to battle with the deep state. And uh, 
he has used those words in his actual tweets talking about the deep state. And, um, you know, I was a conspiracy theorist for decades before this. And um, people think that it, um, you know, people think that you're crazy if you are a conspiracy theorist in any way. But, you know, meanwhile, over 50% of Americans uh, believe that the CIA was involved in the assassination of JFK. Uh, many Americans have all sorts of theories about 9-11. Uh, Moon landing. Yeah, the, um, there are... Um, there are there are lots of different conspiracy theories about uh, uh, manipulation of various financial markets, the precious metals markets, um, forex, <clears throat> the stock market. There is an actual uh, plunge protection team, uh, which I believe is the uh, FO, uh, not FOMC. It's the president's uh, working group on financial markets. There's a there's an actual inventory of homes, which is a major backbone of our economy called the shadow inventory and it's all the homes that the banks own that they cannot let out because it would collapse the yeah. market yeah yeah so um uh there is uh a, well uh maybe i'm ridiculous for having certain opinions on these topics i don't think you're ridiculous at all that's why you're on the sample hour and you have your own show called talking well, shit well the the maybe maybe the listener thinks i'm ridiculous but i find it very interesting this uh um this extreme flourishing of conspiracy theory that we've had in the last year because you know for for over a year now we've been hearing that russia uh had some involvement in the election even though we have extremely little evidence of any of that um and and which goes back to what I was saying a minute ago. America's not doing so hot if if a country decide, well, uh, that is geographically large, but yet economically is about the size of Texas, uh, they happen to have nukes. Uh, if they can fuck with the American Democratic Empire's elections successfully and, um, you know, install a... Uh, a megalomaniac real estate developer from New York into yeah. the presidency who's never held a political office before. Um, maybe uh, America is just the walking dead and, and it's, it's not going so well. Hmm. So for somebody that likes Donald Trump, you're saying that America's not going so well because Donald Trump got elected. No, what I'm saying is, is that your listeners that think I'm a shithead. Oh, or, I don't. I don't think white my supreme. listeners would think that. <laughs> Remember, this is my show. The uh, well, however you look, you know, whatever your perspective is on these topics, I don't see things going very well in the near future. Uh, we are extremely polarized on political, cultural, racial lines. Yeah, uh, all the above. We got maybe uh, two or three years until. The re-election of Donald Trump. Uh, when he gets re- he's definitely going to get re-elected. I mean, I mean, is that campaign going to get nasty or what? I don't think it matters. I think Trump already has won based on the fact of that the people that didn't vote for him talk more about him than the people that did. So they are instilling, they are getting Trump in everyone's brain. It's going to be going to be like George W. Bush, but even more extreme. Because I personally, I I campaigned for John Kerry. I didn't like John Kerry. I didn't like John. You campaigned for John Kerry. I did. This podcast is over. I was ni- <laughs> I was nineteen years old, and I had a I had a hot girlfriend who was a Democrat too, and 
I was raised Democrat and I was like, yeah, let's do it together. So her and I went during before football games and tried to hand out John Kerry uh, literature. And man, it was pretty obvious then that he wasn't going to win in a blue collar city like Toledo, Ohio. And and I had anti W stuff. I, I wasn't for John Kerry. I was against Bush and mm-hmm. Bush won bigger than he did the first time. And so it's 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 history is repeating itself, except this time we have the great entertainer, Donald Trump in office. And I don't even know what Donald Trump's doing. I have no idea about that. The tax plan. I don't care. I honestly don't. I just posted the episode of Crazy Fred when we were talking about bit mining. And I was like, you know, I kind of like his tax plan. And I was like listening. I'm like, I totally said that just a troll because I haven't even <laughs> haven't even looked at it. I thought it was fascinating how Sarah Sanders is magically not a not a woman anymore because she's on Team Trump. So you are no longer allowed to be a woman. So it's it's okay for me to share memes and get a bunch of likes when I compare her looks to Uncle Fester's. But do you think if I did that to a liberal politician, I would have the same response on Facebook? No way. So I agree that there is a, there is very much so a polarization, and I think that uh, Facebook definitely contributes to it since it's has this wonderful thing called an algorithm which feeds your confirmation bias. And I think that uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think that we are in for some tough times. We got a few bubbles that are going on. We have the real estate echo bubble. We have the new automotive loan bubble, which. A lot of people still aren't talking about. Yes, yeah. We have the student loan bubble, which who knows how that's going to work. Since uh, ain't you the guy a few minutes ago that was saying the economy is doing great? <laughs> I was, I was, but I, I, I have to, you know, I right. have to share all, all sides of it. Well, that, that's why the economy is doing great because we bubbled We've up. We have so many bubbles, and now, I mean, it, a trillion dollar student loan bubble. We the government's the, the federal government's largest we're, asset. We're entering into crypto mania, which is exciting. Yeah, because there's a lot of people. My buddy, he was my buddy. He's like 24, and he like grew up listening to better podcasts than mine. That's that preach the messages that we preach, right? He's eight years younger. So what did he start doing? He bought some bought some Bitcoin at eight dollars a Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Then he found some Bitcoin in a wallet that was five cents worth back then, and now it's worth a thousand dollars. All of his other Bitcoins in Coinbase. He has eight Bitcoin right now. Buddy, sorry about that. My memory card actually ran out of space. So we had to start over. So it's going to be a rough splice in. Appreciate you guys listening and for your patience. This is Drew Sample. Enjoy the rest of the show. I can smell that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he can smell the moonshine is what he's referring to. So I just went down with my grandfather and Got some moonshine from the gentleman he's been getting moonshine from for the last 30 years. And uh, it's pretty good stuff. You had some. And I, and I think it's only appropriate that I have a couple swigs of moonshine before I start this new, you know, monthly. We should do this monthly. What do you think? Okay. This yeah. new monthly show. So, uh, unfortunately, we actually had already started recording 30 minutes ago. But then I realized my memory card was full. So who, here we are again, but it's okay. Because I'm warmed up. Are you warmed up? I'm feeling we just got to get back to where we were. Yeah, we had a trial run. Yeah, it was a trial run. So 
Yes, race wars, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and if it's not race wars, it's going to be some other type of um, uh, civil unrest, uh, gangs of civilians um, engaging in vigilante actions, lynchings, possibly shootouts with other uh, civilians, organized gangs of civilians. The police uh, will probably attempt to step in and will have varying degrees of success. But um, that's the way I see things going. Uh, it, America, the American uh, experiment is not doing so well at the moment. Uh, and yeah, that's just uh, the, the, the way I see things going. And the, the American empire seems to be showing some weakness uh, around the world in various uh, military and financial ways. And um, yeah, it's just going to go bad. So children, go, uh, go watch something else. Yeah, so homeschooled parents, uh, and those of you that like to play my show in front of your kids, uh, you know, it's, it's your call. Not this one. Not this one. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm sober, and I'm uh, going to use a lot of profanity because we know that children aren't listening to this. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so that being said, now all the children are going to listen because we told them not to. So, but let's, let's, so let's get into this. So we were together a couple weeks ago, and we were... We went out to eat per usual, started having our conversations per usual. You and I are both getting fired up. And I said, we need to turn this into a podcast. And we're both kind of seeing this polarization of race. Um, and it's and it seems to be. Uh, I mean, so I'll, I'll let you. So this well, you and I, you and I, uh, we had we kind of had gone a few weeks without talking. And I think we were on the phone or something. Uh, and and we were kind of catching up on our opinions about different news items, and it was when the Kate Steinle verdict had just come out uh, over there in California, and the defendant uh, did not even get a manslaughter charge; uh, he got a gun. So let's uh, for people that don't know who Kate Stanley is or anything about this case, um, can you uh, can you? Yeah, she was. Um, she died, uh, <laughs> and uh, out there in Cali. The uh, person, the, the defendant who, uh, you know, was involved somehow was, a, it was, is an illegal alien. He had been deported like five or six times and he had come back, you know, plus one number of times. And he had uh, somehow got his hands on a gun that was in a vehicle uh, of, of the Bureau, the BLM, I think it's Bureau of Land Management out in California, the vehicle was somehow not secure for the gun. He got his hands on it. It went off. And like her last words uh, as she died in her father's arms was, you know, dad, help me. And uh, it's a it's a white blonde woman. And uh, the defendant is uh, Latino and uh, pretty shifty looking, uh, if, if I do say so. And um, and then, uh, you know, there, there wasn't even a manslaughter charge. There was a gun. Uh, there was a conviction for a gun possession issue. And um, afterward, the defense, after the, um, after the jury reached their decision, the, uh, defense, um, uh, the defense attorney was, you know, going off uh, about publicly about how, you know, his status his legal status was not an issue in the trial. His race is not a legal issue in the trial. Of course, he's wrong about that because 
in current America, everything is racial. We turn everything into some sort of a race issue. And um, uh, my, uh, uh, the jury had, um, uh, I forget the exact number, but it was a certain number of non-Caucasians on it. And, um, you know, on Twitter and various places on the internet, I would see people uh, commenting about how uh, this jury's decision was good from a social justice perspective. Um, you know, I, I saw some opinions that it was, um, you know, that, that, it, that it, that's kind of a good thing to, um, along racial lines, that, that the decision uh, was kind of good because, you know, there's white privilege and we have to, we have to uh, fight back against perceived white privilege. And, um, you know, that whole situation just immediately reminded me of the O.J. Simpson trial in the 90s. And I was amazed at the time um, when O.J. got off how uh, black people really viewed that as a win for them, even though they have nothing to do with that case at the time, you know, except for a shared race. Yeah. And um, so the Kate Steinle verdict came down and um, and and immediately in my mind, I was like, do it again, California. Like like California, you know, there, there are people talking about California seceding from the United States. And meanwhile, the rest of the United States is just talking about kicking them the hell out uh, because it's crazy over there. And and you, you you never hear people talk about jury nullification as a legitimate option. Except uh, out in California, it's apparently been done at least twice that we know of in the national media along race lines, essentially. And uh, is, 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 that just, is that trend just going to stop? Is it going to reverse? Or is it going to continue? Because if it's, if it's okay for juries in California to, 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 to acquit people uh, for, for perceived racial commonality... Uh, if it's okay for that to be going on in California, what's going to be going on in places such as Texas, Iowa, uh, you know, New England? Uh, Do you think it's already happening, though, in, like, Texas? Because I remember there was... Uh, I mean, not really. It wasn't really a race thing. But I remember this football player ran over these, these gay, openly gay teams with his truck. Yeah. And I think it was, like, the late 90s, early 2000s, and he got off because they were like, well, they were fags. And so, you, you know, I, I think they're, I think, to me, man, it, yeah, I think it, it is going to happen. I think wherever, I mean, confirmation bias is just such a powerful thing that most humans are just oblivious of. And it's, yeah, I think it's going to keep happening. I, I don't see why it wouldn't keep happening. I mean, California, I mean, unless California finally goes bankrupt, but there's enough money there that they can just keep charging high taxes. There's enough people with buckets that keep coming up to try to get some of that money in between the taxes and the rich people. And, and I, you know, I, yeah, I, California, as far as I'm concerned, can sink in the ocean. <laughs> I mean, like I'm, I'm, I'd be totally okay yeah. with that. Like, yeah. I, I, I not, you know, I, I don't, I don't plan on really, you know, maybe I'll, I'll perpetually travel for a while, but home home in my heart is always going to be Ohio. 
I mean, like I'm a home guy. Even when I go down to Kentucky where my grandpa's from, it's cool down there. It's nice to know that I have a place to stay and that I have family, but this is home, man. Like I'm, I love Ohio, especially Columbus, Ohio. We have such a, I mean, we're so fortunate to be in such a cool area where we don't give a shit if you're gay and we'd, we'd prefer if you own guns. And I think or if you want to smoke weed, great. Like, we don't really give a shit. And I think, you know, in other parts of the country, man, it's it's just super polarized. I think that, I mean, the, the, the culture of Texas is so different than the rest of the United States. I mean, everybody owns a gun. And if you come on their property, they're going to shoot you. Or if you're causing a scene, there's a good chance you're going to get shot. I mean... I think I think part of it is to what you're saying. Yeah, I could I could definitely see in rural small rural communities that possibly just watch TV. I could I could see or or just feed themselves what they already believe. I could definitely see like well he's a Mexican. As we know, Mexicans are thieves and Mexicans do this, Mexicans do that. So, let's yeah, let's let's kill him. You know what I mean? Or or let's put him on death row. And I'm sure Texas did that for a long time. With remember that was a big deal with how many people died on death row in Texas when George Bush was in office there, like when he was running. Yeah. So I don't know if it's. I 100 percent agree with what you're saying. Like, you know what what is going to stop that from happening? But there's a good chance it's already been happening. And I think that well. I'm, I, Obviously, what, what yeah, uh, what's been happening exactly? I, well, I think that I mean for for a while, I mean, just violence, ra- violence, yeah. racial violence has been happening for well, it, yeah, I mean, years it, here. It happens by the light of the moon, it, uh, it, certainly. Yeah, I um, mean, it's it's something we're. I mean, we're still a primitive species under, trying to understand why we're not so it's, primitive. I mean, it's really unfortunate because, uh, you know, the election of Obama's president was, was you know, exhibit A, that we'd move well, past race, right? How I mean, dare they, you, Damon? All the racists were okay with Obama getting elected, but they didn't want Hillary to get elected. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I think, so, you know, something that I look at, that so this is where I have hope, because I definitely see the same signs you see. It, it does bother me. It does disturb me. It, it, but I think that I think that I I was just talking to Thaddeus Russell. I was telling you this before, and I was like, you know, if people just let Richard Spencer talk, he would no longer be dangerous. He wouldn't have the following he has. Uh, people wouldn't be flocking to him. And then Thad goes, "Who do you think is flocking to him?" And I go, "Interesting." I don't know. I don't really think probably anybody's flocking to him. However, I think there's a lot of people that follow him because he's a he's a controversial button. Mm-hmm. You push that button, controversy happens, and people want to see how it shakes out. Just why the same reason why most people used to listen to Howard Stern or or anything like that. So, I I don't know how many people actually believe. So here's a here's another thing too. There's a lot of I actually love Richard Spencer, by the way. I think he's amazing. And he's not Do you think he's playing a game? He's not a Nazi. You he's, really no, he's definitely not a Nazi, but do you really think he believes all that ethno state stuff? Like all the white people should come move to an island together and all that stuff? Uh I think so, but even uh 
I think and, he should be allowed to have those opinions. Yeah, though. he's and, not saying anything bad about other races. He's just saying I don't want to be around. Well, he's calling himself an identitarian, and which he's, is popular in Europe. And which he's, those people actually have big followings. Yeah, and he, and and you know, um, to the extent that identity politics is okay for you know certain groups of people in this country, it should yeah. be okay for everyone. And so he's just playing the game. You know what I call most identitarians? Suburbanites, because <laughs> they like to move to the suburbs where it's all white. Yeah, and that's all races that like to move to the suburbs. Yeah. They like moving there because there's lower crime rates and all that stuff. And then we have these bylaws here where we have a homeowners association. I'm sorry, sir. Your grass is too long. If you keep doing this, we're going to kick you out of your home. Yeah. I mean, so obviously I'd, I don't belong in a place like that. Like, I'd rather live in chaos oh, here. Me too. And we both would. Yeah. I mean, but it's, 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 I, I just think that a lot of this stuff is the same old story, but now it's just getting covered by the mainstream media. Well, it's, it's getting riled up by the mainstream media. Well, and, and here's, and here's something that I was talking about in between the original recording that didn't happen. And right now, I think that there's a strong possibility because when I went down to Kentucky recently, I was talking to my cousins there and I have a lot in common with them. Like there was uh my cousin Mitchell and Jonathan both identify as libertarians. Mitchell or Jonathan just he's he's a couple years younger than me. He just uh paid for a year subscription to CRTV so we can watch Gavin McInnes. Um and then his dad is like a, a libertarian. His mom watches Fox News every night, and then uh another guy was there and he watches CNN. And Mitchell's sitting there and he's like, they just don't realize either of them. They just listen to every word they say. And both stations just say the exact opposite of what's actually happening of one another. And it's just to pin them against each other. And I'm like, but that's how you, that's how the powerful stay powerful. Cause they keep the working class. Yeah. Amongst each other. Like to, it's to me, it's, it's a class war and the easiest way to divide the working class is through identity politics. Well, yeah, that that uh, I agree completely. Um, class warfare is going on. It's and, always been going, and on. it's yeah, and it's it's the um, the wealthy uh, are winning that game. the The wealth divide is is increasing, and um, the people. Uh, you know, there's people that live inside the castle walls and there's people that live outside the castle walls and the people living outside know exactly what's going to happen to them once the drawbridge, drawbridge gets raised. You know, they know that they are expendable and disposable within the centralized economy that uh, is created inside the castle. And that's exactly what we have going on in this country and yeah. globally. Yeah. Some guy um, today, my buddy Nathan Frazier, he likes to... He he's he's he does a good job of creating controversy. And he's and I've and I've slowly he kind of trolls his his values. And he, he said it was some comment about uh capitalism and then some guy gets on immediately complaining about uh greedy capitalists and how his job moved to Poland because of cheaper labor blah, 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 and I just decided that I felt it was appropriate for me to share with him that it sounds like the real problem was he wasn't making himself valuable enough to the company. Yeah. 
And it, and it's it's that simple. Nobody owes you a goddamn job. Like you can like look, if you have a job, great. If you have a skill, even better because you can go find more jobs that desire that skill. But if you I it's so simple to me, man. Like people need to focus on developing their skills. People need to focus on educating themselves. I mean, why do you think the wealthier empower? Because they know more. Like they have acts. They they have they know enough of the right information that we don't know. Which is the same reason why when people think that Donald Trump is stupid, it's like no, he's not. You're playing his game. You're talking about him. Donald Trump <laughs> yes. is so invincible to you and your stupid memes that are anti-Trump memes. I mean, who are you really going against? There's nothing counterculture right now about saying that the president sucks because every news station, including Fox news says that they don't like him. I don't, yeah. I haven't watched Fox news recently. Maybe they're on more on his board. Yeah. They're more on his board, but yeah, but still it's not like yeah. Bush. And, and I think that as much as I, who don't ever feel like a president embraces me, like I didn't vote for Donald Trump. Now I was on board of him being entertaining. And I, I was like, Wow, that's amazing. Donald Trump took all these old popular conservative ideals and he put them all on one platform. We're going to build the wall. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And it was it was very smart. It was good marketing. I'm like, that's interesting. And then Scott Adams comes out and he's talking about, look at his powers of persuasion. And, and then it's like, yeah, he's right. Scott Adams said, I think he's going to win because he's so persuasive. And Donald Trump played the smart game of... I only need to get this many people to vote for me, so that's all I'm going for. He didn't try to get everyone's approval. That was the last thing he wanted. He still doesn't want it. Because you're going to be so fucking annoying being anti-Trump that so many people that don't give a fuck are just going to vote for him just to piss you off. Because that's what we do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, Michael, Michael Moore, you know, a month or two or whenever before the election predicted Trump would win. And he said, it's going to be the biggest fuck you in human history. And finally, someone on the left understood the, pers I mean, the day Trump announced, I was like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. That's exactly the type of dirty bomb I want dropped on the beltway. I at first didn't think he had a chance. And then when he was demolishing everybody in the debates. Yeah. Hilariously. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. like, this is, this is entertainment. Yeah. And then I was like, man, who's been president for the longest time? I think it was always the most entertaining figure was president. I mean, look at um, FDR. I mean, he would talk and people would listen. I mean, look, as much as I don't like Barack Obama, every time I heard him talk, I'm like, you know what? He's not, he's not that bad of a guy. I mean, he's, he's, he's smooth. He's a smooth criminal, man. Makes, I mean, it's it makes like, you feel good. Man, that was an impressive amount of bullshit you just said. Like, you're, you got me. Even though nothing you said made sense, but God damn, did it sound good. Yeah. And that's it. And yeah. Donald Trump doesn't sound good, but he's funny. He's funny to people. And it's even funnier because you're like, I can't believe he just said that. I can't believe they're reacting that way. Yeah. Yeah. Like he owns everybody that hates him. They think about him more than Donald Trump does. And I think he's a narcissist personally. Yeah. I mean, like he's very flamboyant. Thaddeus Russell made an excellent point. He said, Donald Trump is probably our first gay black president because he's so much in his body. 
<laughs> he's so much like he knows how he wants to look. He knows. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it was popular for rappers to talk about Donald Trump until all of a sudden it became unacceptable. And that Donald Trump became a racist when he decided to run for president. Yeah. That one speech that Trump gave where uh, he needed like some water in the middle of it. And and then like he reached down and like grabbed the bottle. Did you, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, it, it was it was maybe a couple of three weeks ago. And, um, you know, his voice started to get dry. And then like there was a there was a water bottle nearby and uh, like like his body language doing that was amazing because, you know, he's, he's up there. He's giving a speech and he's very, uh, you know, square shouldered with the with the crowd. And like and then this this water bottle was like down into his right. Well, you know, like I would just look down. I would just look down and grab the bottle and, and look at where I'm opening it. But but no, like he he kept his body oriented towards the crowd and like he kind of grabbed it like I'm 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 doing the body language for Drew visually uh, cuz he didn't even know about it, but like he grabbed it and then like he kept his he, body in line yeah and and he wasn't looking at the bottle and like and like you know with his hand he was doing like this but the bottle was down here and he, and he's and he's giving that you know that same like uh just just hawkish look where uh, it's aggressive even like the way he was in the primary debates where he'd like put his hands on the podium and, and like look down his nose at the He's people around very him. stern even and with, it, yeah even when he was sitting in the stool with Hillary Clinton he had his arms crossed just so everybody would know he disagrees with her yeah and then he would get his one-liners in not if if my I mean you should be in jail yeah you should you would be, be in, you, you would, would be, be in jail, jail. Yeah. yeah so amazing yeah and it was like and the thing was is it just people like here and, and yeah people two this, things they don't don't see it people don't get that they're being worked by him yeah he he tweeted one time about transgenders in the military one time he did that. That there's been apparently no change in policy. Yeah. Uh, but but how many people do you hear going off about you know how transgender are at risk and and you know and, and our president you know da, 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 and 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 people say that and I'm just like it was one tweet and 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 when that tweet came out and I saw it like in my mind I was like oh god he's playing people again but they can't see it they don't see that they give him the best free press ever yeah. And then number two, you know, you know, the second thing is like, like this whole year since he's been inaugurated, story after story in the media about how he doesn't understand how Washington works, and and you know he's not presidential and he doesn't he doesn't get Washington and that's why he can't get anything done. Bitches, that's why we voted him in. Yeah, yeah, I think that was the point of it. Was and then people are like, yeah, but nothing's getting done. Well, what do you want to get done? No, tons of shit is getting done. No, but that's what a lot of people say. Yeah, yeah. Like, what do you want to get done, though? Like, that actually would make me happy if nothing was getting done. And I think it's also interesting that now these stories came out about these Hollywood people years ago. Yes. But now people are afraid to back these people. Mm -hmm. Why is that? You're talking about the... In general. I mean, Alex Jones came on Joe Rogan and started talking about interdimensional pedophiles and all this shit <laughs> and saying, but the interesting thing was Alex Jones said, with Donald Trump in office, this is going to start happening. All these sex offenders are going to start getting taken down. Look what's going on, man. I mean, it's it's pretty interesting. Like I was like, Matt Lauer, really? 
That creepy motherfucker had a button that he privately had installed to lock his office door. On on Thanksgiving Day, he was hosting the Macy's Day Parade, and and my my sister said that creepy asshole. And it was like five days later, it was out that he had been doing. It. I was like, I was like, damn, you called it. Well, I, I, yeah. I I'm glad that Joe Biden hasn't been officially taken down yet from it, because he went up and spoke about Harvey Weinstein, and then people were like, yeah, he's always been for women's rights. I'm like. Yeah, because he's fucking Uncle Creepy. He likes to molest all these women. Like, he is so fucking creepy around women. Harvey Weinstein was at the Women's Day No, I'm talking about uh, Joe Biden. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, keep going. Yeah, Uh, Harvey Weinstein was at the Women's March. Oh, to push Donald Trump? Ashley Judd was speaking there negatively about Donald Trump, and she said nothing about Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. All because Donald Trump said he could grab someone and, by the pussy. And, and and it just came out like the other day that 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 Harvey Weinstein deep sixed Ashley Judd's career and Mira Servino's career. Really? Deep sixed it. Wow. That's fascinating. Good thing that they're so up, standing up for women's rights that they spoke out against them at a big platform like the Women's Rights March. I also thought it was interesting that Rose McGowan uh, was conveniently releasing a book <laughs> right for pre-sale on Amazon when she decided to start making all this Twitter stuff and then Twitter decided to ban her. Like that to me that shot that that silencing of uh, of Rose McGowan on Twitter seemed pretty manufactured to me to bring more attention hmm. to it. I haven't heard that angle on it. I could before. be wrong, but you look at Rose's Rose's link in her Twitter profile at the time was for her pre-sales of her book. Mm. So, I mean, like I guess too if if I was going to speak out against somebody that had sexually offended me, uh I'd want to do it when I could make some money off it too. Like I don't blame her for that. Like, yeah, I mean, if you put me through an emotionally traumatic experience, I at least want to get paid for it. Yeah, we should actually detour and um, you know give our opinions on Me Too, or at least I should. Me Too, because okay. uh, the Me the Me Too movement, uh, because I think this is amazing what's going on. Uh, I I love Me Too as long as they name names. If you're a yeah. woman, if you're a woman and you just put like Me Too on your Facebook profile and that's all you and you don't name a name, fuck you. I agree. I fuck think, you. I mean, name all the names, ladies. Name, name them. I, we want to know. I, my early adult life was this horrific journey of discovering all the people I grew up with who had been molested or assaulted yeah. or date raped, and 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 it and it took several of these to to to, to shake me into into awareness that like 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 I'm horny as hell, and I never considered doing anything crazy yeah. like that. And and you and, know, I mean, one thing for me, like I I just want to say that. I have made women feel uncomfortable before and I felt awful about it. And, uh, and it was mainly through a learning process. I think I was less than 18. And did you, uh, did you, did you, did you want someone to watch you while you masturbate into a, no, no, but it was like, I just did some things that were inappropriate. Like I had, uh, yeah, like, like, like I, I was you, flirting with a girl and I like grabbed her butt or something and I thought she was into it and she wasn't. Well, that, I mean, I mean, I I wasn't there, but but what you're describing is is uh, we were like I was like 16. Yeah, like like that's that's normal uh, yeah. inefficiencies of the courting and then, process. And then I felt awful, and then her and I still 
became we're friends. Yeah. But I think that like I think that there's a learning period where I think what sucks now is like men, you, especially you, white men. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. That was the ahead. whole story. Like you, you didn't tell Selma Hayek that you can have her killed. No, I didn't do that. You didn't. You didn't hire no. Black Cube to follow your victims. And oh, by the way, Black Cube is a private intelligence firm that hires former Mossad agents. Wow. Yeah, to track his victims and to track journalists and to make sure that none of these stories see the light of day. And you, you didn't, you didn't have it written into your contract with the company that's named after you that that you cannot be removed from the company for for any settlement of sexual harassment lawsuits. And it's written into your contract that you will uh-huh. reimburse the co- company for any expenses related to that. And also, you will pay the company a bonus, and and that bonus goes up every time. And like the last payment you made to the, to, to the company that has your name on it was like eight million dollars. No, I never did that. Like 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 shooting. Is too good for this guy. Yeah, I I think uh, I agree with that. I think I think uh, a public flogging of uh, you know let's let women beat the shit out of him for sure. I, I mean, for years I've had people uh, that, that want to talk to me about toxic masculinity. You know what? I'm feeling a lot of it right now because I want to go full Negan on Harvey Weinstein. I think. Uh, yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, what about um and and here's something else and, that bothers and, me. And, and this and is going to throw some fuel on the fire. We, we, we you, okay. if you you finish your rant, yeah. then I'll go on. All of Okay. If you don't think race wars are coming and you think everything's cool and the economy's doing great, okay. That's that's lovely. That's wonderful. The the uh the the, the things that divide us in this country, politic that are political, cultural, racial the things that divide us are so polarized you i assert that you cannot meet in the middle there are people that that don't want to live in a society that uh has legal abortion and there are other people that don't want to live in a society that doesn't have legal abortion how do you meet in the middle on stuff like that right the the social contract is uh is breaking down and and our inability to be united as a culture, as a polity, uh, as a society, okay? Uh, there's got to be another way. Got to be another way. And, and I feel like, emotionally, I feel like vigilante justice for Harvey Weinstein is perfectly justifiable from a moral perspective. Okay, and 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 I'm like a reasonable guy. I am not Billy Badass. You're pretty anti-moral so, too. So 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 like, how's this gonna go? Like like like, if, if someone wants to tell me, and listen, if you disagree with with me, us, we want to hear about it because because like, how is all you know all the racial groups? You know, like like you know if 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 the white supremacist movement is being emboldened and empowered under under uh, the Fuhrer Trump, okay. Then, then they're not going to back down, right? And, and you know, if Black Lives Matter and, and Antifa and all these groups uh, are, are in the right, you know, whatever your perspective is on this, who's going to back back away from it? Because summer is coming. Yeah, I think, I mean, so here's the thing. I, th- I think, uh, I don't, I don't want to say it's something morally, that it's it's morally okay to beat the shit out of them, but it would line up with my values that if, Somebody had done that to me or to one of my loved ones, like 
Yeah, I'd, I don't want to make them pay physically. Like I, I there would there would be a there would be a switch in my honor culture that would go off, and it'd be time to hurt someone. Yeah, and I think and I and I think it's it's totally like I think it's 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 disgusting. I think that you know watching George Clooney and Matt Damon for when they were promoting their dog shit movie that um, Suburbicon. They were acting like they were surprised that they didn't know about Harvey Weinstein, but George George Clooney, the guy going to the bunga bunga parties, was Sil- was Silvio Berlusconi, the Italian Prime Minister, who maintains just 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 a a, a cadre of women, you know, dozens. No, he got married now. Yeah, right. So he doesn't right. do that anymore. Yeah. George He's Clooney was at that party. So 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 tell me some more how Hollywood didn't know about all this stuff going on. And yeah. fuck you, Meryl Streep. I don't care if you if you if you even are telling the truth about it. You're an idiot. Yeah, I think you should have known. I think with uh I just think I mean I think that's the dangers of morality, man. I think whenever you try to make a moral claim or you try to find some moral high ground, it's mainly because you're trying to feel good about yourself. And uh and that's and I'm not saying that's what we're doing here. I think we're just we're just kind of angry at the mainstream media or these 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 talking heads that try to have some political importance that to us is just bullshit right and i think um yeah i, I it's uh it's disgusting to me uh, I, I this whole so this whole thing that's come out like it's funny because it's like ha 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 fuck you guys and fuck fuck your your phony morality Fuck all that bullshit. Like, I knew it was smoke and mirrors. But, I mean, you know what bugs me? And this is something that I want, I, want to, I want to talk about. So, you know what bugs me is that when the Kevin Spacey shit came out, I mean, like, there was a joke about Kevin Spacey and Family Guy years ago. Like, Stewie's running, like, help me. I escaped from Kevin Spacey's yeah, basement. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Uh, the guy that made most of the X-Men movies and the usual suspects, he's been about the boy love too. And I think what bugs me, man, is that Kevin Spacey's defense was that he's gay. And it's like I think about I think about my friends that are gay and are married. I think about all my babysitters growing up who had HIV and shit like that that were also gay. I think about all the people that have struggled that are actually gay and or you know and i th- i think a part i mean like i you know i i think about them and i don't even think they realize cuz they're getting wrapped up in this whole trump phenomenon i don't think they even realize that there's there's major liberal media publications that are trying to normalize pedosexuality which is pedophilia. Charles Hughes Smith just had an article today about how American society is normalizing the abnormal. Uh, Drew, Drew hasn't read that article yet, Charles. I have. So, so you know, we're, 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 not, we're not totally bogarting your stuff, just so you know. No, no, but you know what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, and it, it's, 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 it's disturbing. Like, it's disturbing that people are getting so lost in the weeds from, I mean, it's, it's honestly, it's psychological warfare that's going on, the working class of the United States. Everyone has moral attachments to these political perspectives and cultural perspectives and and y- but you they're know. not real. They're I mean, well, they're real. They're manifesting themselves, but all that stuff's 
bullshit. Well, yeah. The, you mean, know what I'm saying? Uh, you're saying we, we, we choose our morality. You know whether I yeah. Mean, you know whether whether it's religious or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, and 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 the the whole you know tolerance and diversity. You know, diversity. We're tolerant. Is we're tolerance of diversity as long as it agrees with everything that I have to say. Well, that's that's the religion of the day now. It's it's a it's a religious thing. You know, diversity is our greatest strength. That's how we get everything done. You hear that everywhere. Uh, there, there, there are very few organizations that don't kiss that ring on a regular basis, uh, and, and it's multitasking it's, too. It's a, it's a moral perspective. We want, we want a have. multitasking, diverse culture here at at company at this company. Yeah, which is all bullshit. So, so who's so who's gonna back off from their moral moral perspective? To, uh, to 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 preserve civil society and 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 to 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 reduce the risk of just outright violence. I don't know, man. I I think it's uh I think it's interesting and it's entertaining to watch happen, especially amongst like our parents' generation and my parents, because your parents are older than mine. But like uh you know that generation, because you're Gen Xer and I'm like an in betweener, not a Gen Xer or millennial. I'm somewhere in between. And, and so our parents, okay, so my mom, I've watched both my parents get into stupid ass Facebook fights mm -hmm. and I had to talk to, I talked to my dad about it. I'm like, dad, I don't think you realize what just happened. That wasn't posted on your wall. That was posted in your feed. They're not trying to, you know. She wasn't sharing that on your wall. <laughs> and so my dad apologized and felt awful. My mom, on the other hand, will go crazy, especially about politics. And so she got in an argument with one of my grandfather's sisters. My grandfather's 84. There's one of his sisters that, because there's 15 kids, there's certain siblings that are really close in age with my mom. And I don't, I don't know how old this person was, but they got in some stupid pro-Trump, anti-Trump Twitter beef and then uh, her Facebook beef and then my my great aunt said to my mother that, well, I don't consider you a member of the family anymore and unfriended her and it's just like you don't realize any, you, you don't understand social media you clearly don't understand human communication as we were previously talking about with Donald Trump I say this on the podcast a lot but, Damon, people don't hear what you say. They hear what you keep saying. So I'm going to reiterate it. Donald Trump's body language is incredible. While he's giving a speech, while he's doing everything, it's very deliberate and it's very intentional, right? As just what we were talking yeah. about the water bottle, right? Yeah. 60% of human communication is body language. Somewhere around that percentage. Oh, it's like, it's like 90%. Well, well uh, 90% uh, being nonverbal. 90% uh, is nonverbal. 10% yeah, is the words that we say. Some, yeah. Uh, voice inflection. Yeah. It goes body language, then voice inflection. Well, facial expressions. Well, that's that's yeah. still body language. Well, yeah. 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 But then the, the non-actual words that we're saying, is, which is what we're limited to on Facebook, is 10% of human communication. Why are we surprised that we have so much so much polarization? so much issues and it's because we're like in the infancy stage of social media and so we're acting like infants 
I mean, that's the, that's the only way I the, could... The infancy of social media. You think it's going to continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger? And... Absolutely. Wow. Can't even imagine a society Of course like we that. can't. Jeez. But we're not going to stop it. I yeah. hate Facebook and Twitter, but I still manage to get on Facebook all the time. I hate Facebook. I, I can't wait for that thing to go the way of MySpace. It's not, though. Twitter's <sighs> going to do that beforehand. Wow. It's your thing. Yeah. I was, you were like, man, how am I on Twitter? Am I doing too much? I'm like, dude, I don't even get on Twitter. So then I subscribed to you. So I'd get alerts every time you posted. And I was like, man, Damon posts a lot. It's like funny as shit. And I'm reading them like, all right, this is a lot of alerts. I need to hit pause on this. So I turned off your alerts and now it's just normal again. <laughs> but it's just like, uh, but I told you I'd do it for a week. And I was like, I don't know, man. It, you just, Get on Twitter a lot. That's it. You you use Twitter a lot. It's inter- it's entertainment for you. Why well, I, I love Twitter because it's pushed internet. It, but it's it's a stream of information. But it's also coming at me. But it's also entertaining. Well, it's it's uh, I find it very entertaining to um, Twitter is the democratization of the marketplace of ideas. I get on Twitter and yeah. I go after famous people, uh, wealthy people, yeah. powerful people. I mean, I I just I, I need a I need like a Twitter template for my tweets where the first sentence is just is is just oh comma that's what you think and then and then just me going off on them. Uh, I, I I call people CIA spooks. Uh, <laughs> you know, I I just go after them. <laughs> a- Anderson Cooper tweets and and. Ten percent of the time, I tweet back at him in all caps. Said the CIA spook. <laughs> but I mean, so that is entertaining. It's entertaining, right? So yeah. that's that's the whole point. So you would rather be entertained by uh, by I mean, getting on Twitter and talking shit than watching I mean, TV. I, mean, I view it. I view it as the marketplace of ideas, yeah. and, I, and I'm in there competing. Yeah, but you have an and, intellect uh, that that yeah. needs fed. Yeah, yeah. And I actually expect I'm going to get kicked off of Twitter here sooner or I, later. I don't think you will. I think you might get shadow banned, but I don't think you will. Like, I don't yeah. think... I, I, I think... Man, because I do believe in the free market, I think there's a lot more people that don't like the bullshit that we think is bullshit. And I think the market's going to shift. People are going to figure out to vote with their dollars. And I think it's going to get sorted out, man. Like, I don't think, I mean, shit, I'm not saying nothing bad is going to happen. I'm not definitely saying that. I'm just saying that. Yeah, it'll get sorted out. It's going to get sorted out. It, it's, it, there's a good chance it could be ugly. With, with, with violence. But uh, I think once that violence happens, I don't think anybody in our society really wants that kind of mass violence. I think, I think that. No the f- one? Well, that's not true. Yeah, I, I think most people in our society don't. And I and I also think it's interesting, even though the news isn't talking about it, that the city of Charlottesville is really disappointed with their police force and pretty much saying all this bullshit happened because of the police force. By the way, for anybody that doesn't know, old girl that got killed didn't get hit by a car. She died of a heart attack. You can watch an interview of her mother saying that she died of a heart attack. I mean, so just I, I think it's 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 frustrating. Be, people, Guy Ritchie was talking about this on Rogan, and it was it just like Guy Ritchie gets the way things work in a lot of ways, in my opinion. Even though a lot of people don't like his movies, I love all of his movies. But um, 
we as a society have slowly given away all of our power and let it get sold back to us at a lower quality. And whether that be our, 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 our relationship with our food, our relationship with our money, our relationship with, with our friends or, or our neighbors or, or anything. And I think we're all going to get hip to it. I think we get, we're very distracted right now because we're like, social media, what the hell is this thing? We have self-driving cars. We have this. But we also have breweries where we can come together and get drunk at local breweries and hash out ideas. And guess what? When we're in person, if I disagree with you, I'm not going to say, you're such a fucking idiot, like we would on Facebook a lot of times, because we don't want to be rude. If we're, if we're, well. It's a lot easier for me to be rude <laughs> to you as an avatar on Facebook or just Damon Bingman, some person I don't know, who's a mutual friend of James, you know what I mean, or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, it's easier for us to, to, to lash out at you when we don't actually see you as a human. Like, the issue with Facebook right now is it's very dehumanizing, and we're willingly dehumanizing ourselves by participating. Yeah, Facebook's terrible. For the most part, but even Twitter to a certain extent. Well, Twitter, uh, you know, I think the I think the thing with Twitter is uh, you know, the, the the message time is so short that people just get straight to the point and the point is, you know, your idea is superfluous. You're an idiot. Um, and so people go there. Um, I was just checking our notes. Yeah, yeah we, we we've uh We've certainly strayed from the race war thing, but well, but uh, no, it's it's all tied into it because I I think that the race war is a tour is a tool to just divide the working class. I mean, if you look at the last two presidents, in numbers, in large numbers, poor blacks came out and voted that never usually voted for Obama, and that's why Obama did so well. In large numbers, poor working class whites came out and voted for Donald Trump that don't normally vote. And that's why Donald Trump did well. So I, I actually think it's uh, underappreciated how many people, how many white people voted for Obama. And, and middle-class white people, a lot of people did. Yeah, and, and I think it's also underappreciated how, how many, many black people, people voted for Trump. Right. Well, or, or not just black, but Mexicans. Latinos. Most legal immigrants voted for Trump. That's Most right. legally immigrated people voted for Trump because they knew the bullshit they had to go through. I talked to this guy from Macedonia. He's my friend's neighbor. It took him 15 years to get his whole family here. Yeah. So he had to spend time here without his family for a good amount of time just so they could come to this country. Do you think they're going to think it's okay for Mexicans to smuggle people into the country, their family? Of course not. Yeah. Now, do I hate the Mexicans that want to come here and smuggle their family into the country? Of course not. Yeah. I don't blame them. I would do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I was going to say, uh, I think it's greatly underappreciated how many people voted for Obama and also voted for Trump. Yeah. It's, they were both change elections. The, the people that voted Obama in are the same people that voted Trump in. Um, you know, it's it's easy to forget, you know, how Obama just promised the sun, moon and stars, you know, anti Wall Street, gonna shut down Guantanamo Bay. Uh you, you know, he, he he was a he was a wonderful foil to 
the 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 war on terror of George W. Bush, uh, and then and then of course uh, all of Obama's policies were just a continuation of all of W's policies, uh, and so then the so then we the people, um, number one, did not like Hillary, and uh, number two wanted to uh, we wanted to try again, like like we need some different policies here, and and Hillary ran on. Uh, that she was continuing Obama's policies, despite what she said, has said recently. I mean, I mean, she was not a change candidate. No. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So the um, uh, getting back to the race piece, you know, Charlottesville was like, you know, the the racist Super Bowl. I mean, it just felt like the kickoff of, <laughs> of you know, uh, there's going to be more of that. Even though future. it was a white girl that got killed. Yeah. The white girl was killed by racists, though, Damon. That's why they killed her. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't appreciate the... Uh, I don't appreciate the narratives, that's for sure. The, the, the people who are arguing for, for these Civil War statues, which, by the way, that, that conversation appears to have disappeared for the most part, that yeah. these statues should come down. Well, is it going to come back? Is that conversation going to come back? Because... And even if it, even if it doesn't, there'll be some new topic du jour that that everything gets turned into some racial topic in this country now. And and how did we not have shootouts last year? I mean, I mean, all those different white white groups sh- showed up with guns. How did how did shootouts not get not not happen? Because they're responsible gun owners. Yeah. Apparently, because they brought them to protect themselves, and nobody wanted to fuck with them. Apparently, because we now know that the, the police in Charlottesville totally screwed that situation up. Uh, it's just a it's just a question of time until another Charlottesville happens, if not a bigger thing. Yeah, and 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 oh, the police are going to get it right that time. No, uh, they're not. But it's going to happen. I mean, I. Don't, I Again, man, we talked about this on the last podcast. We talked about it was, I mean, what do we expect from most police? The smart ones are defeated because they realize that all their ideals about becoming police officers and wanting to make a difference in their communities, just bullshit. It's all about arrest stats and all this other shit. And then um, then the, the other ones are just fucking dummies that want a bunch of power. It, the, there's already been plenty of information out there that shows that they don't want police officers to be that smart. Yeah. They want them to take orders. Yeah. So I, I yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely going to happen, man. But and, you know, is it, are we going to make it an issue about the way that we are we our police officers practice? Or are we going to make it an issue of the same old bullshit? Are we going Are we going to end the war on drugs, which, which, which has created this environment where people talk about you know you know. The, well, I mean, if you want to, if you want to reduce shootings and inner city violence and the war on drugs, yeah, yeah, but but we're not going to do that, yeah. And and, and there's going to be a trade off to that. Guess what? A b- whole bunch of government employees are going to get laid off, yeah, because we don't have a use for the DEA if we end the war on drugs and the stock market will crash and the stock market will probably crash too because there will be a lot less money laundering. Yep. So yeah, we're ne- we the government is not going to do that. Um, there, there still somehow appears to be um, no real political support for ending the war on drugs, even though people talk about white privilege and and black arrests and you know driving while black and all that. Like like we we have to change something or or 
or, or we're just going to continue to rend ourselves apart. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, look, if, if you really give a shit about the inner city, I mean, first of all, none of the people that say any of that bullshit, I can't say none of them. There are some people that really live that life. They live on my street. They really would rather get mugged and 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 just they would say well they must have needed it more than me i mean there's people that live their life like that my mom is one of them and that's why her and i clash because my mom isn't a fake liberal like she believes and lives by it and she suffers for it and that's what's so frustrating to me because i'm like you're living a lie what's wrong with you but she's not living a lie that's who she is and so i respect her for it you know what i mean like she believes that we should all chip in and and like very socialist you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. I don't believe in any of that shit, but you know, she at least puts her money where her mouth is and her actions where her mouth is. And so, you know, but most people they go and they, they, they want to talk about poor people in the inner city. They're living in gated communities in the suburbs. You take a look at their zip codes, pretty much all white people. And so I think a lot of that bullshit just comes from guilt and it's not even, you know, not being around those people. Like, you know what I mean? Not being around poor inner city community, not understanding that for me, a month ago, a woman overdosed on my street. Um, There's always murders down at the end near Hudson. Not always, but if a murder happens on my street, it's down there. Yeah. Because there's drug trade down there, man. Mm -hmm. And it's, would there be drug trade if if, uh, there was a war on drugs? No. Would there be violence? Possibly. I'm not saying it's going to radically change the socioeconomics. They're going to find something illegal that they can hustle on because they want to make money. And unfortunately, there weren't taught job skills. Ebonics doesn't translate well into corporate America. So what what are they going to do? Well, they can hustle drugs. They know they can make money. Yeah. Uh, and I'm and I'm and I'm not saying it's okay that they do this, and I'm not saying that I'm for them to do this, but I'm just trying to let people. I'm just trying to point. I'm just trying to shine light on why it's happening. Yeah, no, obviously you uh, don't support that kind of behavior, which is why we need to make it legal. Like if it, if you know if if we make prostitution and drugs legal, uh, Tony Soprano goes broke. Yeah. And and so, you know, and and if you do drugs, you're supporting terrorism. Okay, let's make it legal. Yeah. I want I want Osama bin Laden to go broke. I thought he was dead twice. Yeah. Has yeah. he been killed twice? <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we talk about cryptocurrency? You want to talk about Bitcoin? You want to come back later? Well, see how it, things shake um, down. Yeah, because um, I think we hit everything on your notebook there. Well, uh, unless you want to still talk, I talk think, about a race war. You know, everything. Oh, we didn't talk about that case. That wasn't the first time. Well, maybe we should tie that in. No, we talked about Kate Steinle. That was the f- that was the first. No, time. that was the beginning of this, of this version. Okay. Um. Uh. I see everything that we've talked about so far. I see as I, I the the main theme I see for the future is decentralization versus centralization yeah uh, political political centralization economic centralization i think we've reached um peak benefits from centralization and the future is about decentralization uh and, and you know in in political terms you know you look at brexit trump the rise of nationalism uh the rise of ethnic nationalism the these are uh, attempts to decentralize politically. Uh, cryptocurrencies are a way 
uh, one of the many ways that our economy is attempting to decentralize control away from Wall Street and away from Washington, D.C. And, um, yeah, I think Bitcoin and the cryptocurrencies are amazing. It's the wild, wild west, uh, but it's also the future. Yeah, um, I I agree. I think it's uh, after talking to my buddy Jess Moore, that, that podcast will probably come up before this one. But something that, you know, Jess and I talked about is it's just the beginning. Cryptocurrency is just the beginning. And I, and I think a lot of the issues now is that one of the bigger crypto companies that first came out and promoted it um, and were backing it, were trying to sell it to replace cash. And now it's too big to replace cash. Yeah. Just with mining fees and everything. So now it's now it's kind of become a wild, wild west industry. And I think the the thing is, is there's always going to have to be the solutions going to have more and more currencies. So right now, cryptocurrency is actually centralized now in a decentralized way. Well, there's there's yeah, there's a variety of yeah. uh, ways that these I mean, every cryptocurrency is a computer protocol. Yeah. And there's a variety of ways that these protocols Correct. are set up. Some of them are more centralized but than others. As the wealth and value of all the currencies and other means continuously comes out, the more decentralized it's going to be. And I think so that's that's just it. Like, yeah, it's not the end all solution now. But we're starting and now we're in Bitcoin. We're in cryptomania now. I mean yeah, there's futures trading, the mainstream media is talking about it. Wall it's, Street continues to proclaim it's, that it's a fraud and that it's, it's exciting and that it's dangerous, and the government tells people that it's that it's you know used in criminal transactions and it's a way to to evade your income taxes, and, and that's what and, makes it awesome. And it's very dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, uh, and it's very dangerous, so you shouldn't get involved in it. But meanwhile, Wall Street is going long on cryptocurrencies left and right. And uh, they, you know, the, the, this whole futures trading of Bitcoin was uh, supposed to make Bitcoin even more volatile. And, and now you can bet against it. No one's betting against it. All those, you know, the great majority of those contracts uh, are, are bullish. People expect it to go up. Um, and uh, yeah, Wall Street hates that the common... Joe six pack has a way of, of of making money off of an investment that doesn't that doesn't require Wall Street getting their fees. It's this dead money, man. I I've I was telling you we were looking at my uh, I was looking at my wallets, my portfolios, and my wallets, and I, I my hundred dollar crypto investment from August is now worth four hundred dollars. Yeah, that's a four hundred percent return on investment. Yeah, yeah. Someone in my life about a month or about about six weeks ago put. But like three hundred fifty bucks into Bitcoin, and now it's worth like twelve hundred. Crazy. And uh, uh, yeah, it it uh, and this is just the very beginning. It we, is. We we are um, the same way that email competed against the postal service, and the same way that Twitter and the internet are now competing against the mainstream fake news media. Um, we we have a real uh, opportunity to bend Wall Street back over the table the way they've been bending us over the table for decades. Uh, so so uh, please everyone go go get involved in some way. You know try to understand the technology. Um, and and you know if all you got is five bucks, put five bucks in there. Every dollar that you put into a cryptocurrency is one less dollar 
uh, in American dollars, and and that weakens the American financial empire, uh, and and it weakens the American military machine. Uh, so if you are anti-war and pro-peace, um, get involved in cryptocurrency. Hell yeah! So Damon, if you want people to argue with you or talk to you or share their ideals, first off, you can. He's in the sample hour discussion group. Um. So we could schedule a time if you guys wanted to, or message me, and I'll I'll tell Damon to look at his Facebook so we can interact with you. But uh, Damon, if you disagree with him, would love to debate you. I, I we actually didn't even get into the real topic. Uh, what was the real topic? The, um, uh, about toxic masculinity. We talked about it a little bit. You, well, no, I I was I was gonna take I was gonna go much further down that rabbit hole. Oh damn! Uh, because. Um, I don't agree. I mean, this whole notion of uh, male privilege and toxic masculinity, I think is utter bullshit. But, um, you know, recently, just as a thought experiment, I kind of took it on that it's a real thing. And uh, I actually have some ideas for uh, solutions for toxic masculinity. Uh, um, that's another episode, I guess. That's that's going to be a whole episode of I, talking shit. I may, I may wind up advocating for violence against men. Hmm. Before we're done. <laughs> That's the way we used to handle things as men. I, I think that we should bring the duel back. The duel. The duel. The duel disappeared from uh, the face of the planet about 100, 150 years ago. Uh, I would love to duel Harvey Weinstein. I'll let oh. him pick the weapon. And I, and I got a feeling there's a whole bunch of guys out there that are just like me, uh, you know, angry husbands and boyfriends and brothers and fathers and and harvey weinstein wouldn't have had 65 victims if we lived in a society where the duel is is an actual viable means of conflict resolution that is uh, you know you know like arbitration and mediation are ways to avoid lawsuits we we can we can just have another alternative dispute resolution system called the duel and um you know you know the modern bullet is a little too accurate uh, for for dueling uh, purposes, you know, but we can we can. Uh, I like baseball bats. Maybe we could. Uh, maybe we could just do like fencing, sans safety equipment. As what, about, a, what about hand slaps? You know the hand slap game. <laughs> yeah, like like uh, you know you know we we live in a society where so many where 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 we're all where where so many people express opinions. And my question is always like, 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 are you willing to put some skin in that game? Yeah, I mean, how much thought have you put into that too? Yeah, like, 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 people talk because they're not, they don't have to, they don't have to put their money where their mouth is. They don't have to like actually do any work to back up their opinions. Uh, if there was some legal way for me to duel somebody like a Harvey Weinstein. Uh, and there's certainly lots of people that would love to duel somebody like Trump or somebody like Richard Spencer mm. uh, or someone like um, uh, the, the, the executives at Wells Fargo that, that, that somehow managed to keep their retirement packages. Uh, there, there are many deserving parties for this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think we should bring the duel back. And uh, 
and, and there's a lot of reasons for that, uh, and 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 other ways that we can turn toxic masculinity back uh, as a as a force uh, for the good of society. Hmm. That's interesting. There'll be the next episode talking shit. Today I was joined by Damon Bingman. Follow him on Twitter. He's at Damon Bingman. Friend him as well on Facebook, Damon Bingman. And we will we will get into we appreciate you guys listening. Damon, thanks for joining me today, man. I had a blast. Thanks for your patience. We would have had an extra half hour of show, except my memory card ran out of space. So thanks for your patience, man. Oh, you're welcome. I I, I love just sitting around talking about different ideas and and problems have solutions we in this society and in this world in this country in this city we have a lot of problems let's let's find some solutions i would say let's try some let's find some trade-offs and compromises i don't believe in (laughs) solutions (laughs) well the the solutions may be compromises but you know there's there's a lot of issues that are dividing us uh Let's try to We're, find some common ground. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's it's very hard to find common ground. Yeah. On a lot of these issues. No, I agree. All right, guys. Well, thanks again for tuning in. Join the Facebook group. If you guys want to support the show, please just give a dollar a month on Patreon. That's all I'm asking. You'll get to hear this show and many others before they come out on the main feed. So I appreciate you guys listening, and I appreciate you guys joining the sample hour discussion group come on there post some shit talk some shit troll have some fun all right guys thank you so much and make it a great day